Believers Authority, Kenneth E. Hagen. Preface My dad wrote this book in 1967. During the years, the important Bible truths in its pages have transformed the lives of many people. After 1967, however, that gained even more light on the subject of spiritual authority. He often said he wished this book could contain these further insights. In 1984, in honor of Dad's 50th anniversary in the ministry, we re-edited this book and added the information he always wanted to include. We are delighted to share this expanded book with you, our lawyer, partners and friends. Forward. Back in the 1940s, I asked myself the question, do we have authority that we don't know about, that we haven't discovered, that we are not using? I had had little glimpses of spiritual authority once in a while, like others. I had stumbled upon it and had exercised it without knowing what I was doing. I wondered, is the Spirit of God trying to show me something? So I began to study along this line, think along this line, feed along this line, and I began to see more and more light. An article in the Pentecostal Evangel prompted my study on the words power and authority. Then I came across a wonderful pamphlet entitled The Authority of the Believer by John A. Macmillan, a missionary to China who later edited the Alliance Weekly. His pamphlet was reissued several years ago and is available from Christian Publications, Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. As a result of my studies, I concluded that we as a Christian have authority on the earth that we have never yet realized authority that we are not using. A few years, a few of us have barely gotten to the edge of that authority. But before Jesus comes again, there is going to be a whole company of believers who will rise up with the authority that is theirs. They will know what is theirs Amen. And they will do the work that God intended they should Amen. do. Amen. 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 Believer's authority. 
chapter 1. The prayers of Paul. The authority of the believer is unveiled more fully in the book of Ephesians than any other epistle written to the churches. Because this book is based on Ephesians, let me encourage you to read the first three chapters over and over again for several days. You will notice they are spirit-anointed prayers at the end of the first and the third chapters. However, Paul didn't pray these prayers only for the, Christ, for the church at Ephesus. These prayers apply to us today just as much as they did to the believers at Ephesus because they were given by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ephesians 1 16 to 20. 16. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power and usward, of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Ephesians 3 14 to 19 For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all sense what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. To know the knowledge of Christ that already passed knowledge. Know is from knowledge. So you must know that the knowledge that that thing passes is the human mental logical capacity of knowing. This knowing that we are to know is a prayer 
that only the Spirit of God will answer. Let's go on. The turning point in my life came when I prayed these prayers for myself more than a thousand times. I started by reading them aloud, beginning with the first chapter. I personalized the prayers by saying, me, wherever Paul said you. Hmm. For example, reading Ephesians 3, 14-17, I would say, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named that he would grant me according to his riches the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in my heart by faith child I spent so much time praying these two prayers on my knees at the altar of the last church I pastored in the in East Texas. I kept my Bible open before me to these prayers and prayed them for myself several times a day. <laughs> Sometimes I told my wife I was going next door to the church to pray and didn't want to be bothered except in an emergency. Sometimes I stayed in prayer two or three days at a time. Labor. Travel. Desire. I spent about six months praying this way during the winter of 1947 to 1948. That's six months of praying a single prayer point. Then the first thing I was praying for started happening. I had been praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Ephesians 1 17 and the spirit of revelation began to function. I began to see things in the Bible I had never seen before. I just began, it just began to open up to me. I advanced more in spiritual growth and knowledge of the word in those six months than I had in 14 years as a minister and in some and in more than 16 years as a Christian. He advanced in six months than he has ever advanced in 14 years as a minister and the whole 16 years as a Christian. That's like 30 years combined. That was one of the greatest spiritual discoveries I ever made. I said to my wife, what in the world have I been preaching? I was so ignorant of the Bible. It's a wonder the Dickens didn't have to come by 
and tell me to get in and out of the rain. It's a wonder the Dickens didn't have to come by and tell me to get in out of the rain. We must have this spirit of wisdom and revelation of Christ and his word if we are to grow. It is not going to be imparted to us through our intellect. The Holy Spirit must unveil it to us. People often want to know how to pray for fellow Christians. If you start praying this efficient prayer for them, you will see results in their lives. I suggest you pray the prayers for yourself too. Years ago, I prayed these prayers twice a day, morning and evening, for a family member. He needed healing desperately, yet he couldn't seem to grasp what the Bible teaches about divine healing. When I prayed, I inserted this person's name in the prayers as I previously inserted mine in my own. Within 10 days, he wrote to me saying, I'm beginning to see things I never saw before. The minute you get scriptural, things happen. The minute you get scriptural, things happen. It was surprising how fast my king folks changed once I started praying for them scripturally. I had been praying for some of them for years with no result. The authority of the believer. Title. Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Thank God we have authority over such evil spirits through Jesus Christ. We need to understand what Paul what Paul said here in the light of what he wrote in previous chapters. We need to realize what we have authority. We need to realize that we have authority through Christ. Our combat with the devil always should be with the consciousness that we have authority over him because he is a defeated foe. The Lord Jesus Christ defeated him for us. However, the authority of the believer is an aspect of the Christian world that few believers know much about. Something that authority over the devil belongs only to a few chosen people to whom God has given special powers. He doesn't. 
it belongs to all the children of God. Hallelujah. We receive this authority when we are born again. As we are made new creatures in Christ Jesus, we inherit the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we can use it in prayers against the enemy. But the devil doesn't want Christians to learn about the authority of the believer. He wants to continue to defeat us anytime he wants. That's why he will do anything he can to keep Christians from learning the truth about authority. So the devil keeps Christians from learning the truth. Yes. The Christians think they are busy. They think they have other priorities. He makes it seem legal and logical. He's the owner of this world. Especially the system that controls this fallen world. So people think that they are actually busy. They thought that that contract just came in time when they wanted to do fellowship. Mm. And they are praying. Mm. And that it is God that brought that prayer. Mm. Any prayer that is prayed that does not have eternal relevance, the devil can answer it. Mm. Even when somebody was saying, Ask and you shall be given, seek you shall find, knock it will be opened unto you. And Jesus was still saying, Even all that you have asked, you have not yet asked. People don't always know that it was not visa, it was not things that the devil could answer because Jesus said, you who are wicked, your child will ask you bread. You don't give him stone. stone. He will ask you fish. You don't, you give, don't him give him snake. How much more your heavenly father will give to you if you ask him of the Holy Spirit? That one the devil cannot give. That one helps you seek the kingdom and his righteousness. And every other thing then is added unto you. But people think that in as much as God can answer mundane prayers, God doesn't want to answer what the devil can answer. It is what God gives us that gives us authority. So, we move on. I read again. But the devil doesn't want Christians to learn about the authority of the believer he wants to continue to defeat us anytime he wants that's why he will do everything he can to keep christians from learning about the truth about authority he will fight us more on this subject than anything else he knows that when we learn the truth is hey day will be over will be over we will dominate him hmm. enjoying the authority, authority that is rightfully, rightfully ours. ours amen Ephesians 1 3 reads blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us the whole church with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. 
there are heavenly places in Christ. Hmm. The American Standard Version renders all spiritual blessings as every spiritual blessing. This means every spiritual blessing there is in Christ. All spiritual blessings belongs to us. Authority belongs to us, whether we are we realize it or not. But just knowing this isn't enough. It's knowledge acted upon that brings results. It's a tragedy for Christians to go through life and never find out what belongs to them. Did you ever stop to think about it? Salvation belongs to the sinners. Jesus already has bought the salvation of the worst sinners. Just as he did for us. Let me read again. Did you ever stop to think about it? Salvation belongs to sinners. Jesus already has bought the salvation of the worst sinner. Just as he did for us. That's the reason he told us to go and tell the good news. Go tell sinners they are reconciled to God. Go tell them. Immediately they know that they activate their receipt of it by consciously with their mouth confessing salvation with their heart believing. And then they begin to walk. And they just begin to walk. Begin to cost, confront their battles of the flesh that they have trained, used for sin over time. That's the rest of their battle. They are going to be subjecting it as they are being led by the Holy Spirit. See, he said we should go and tell the sinners that they are reconciled to God. But we've never really told them that. Hmm. We've told them that God is mad at them. Hey. And is counting up everything they've done wrong. wrong. Yet the Bible says, God isn't holding, holding anything, anything against, against the sinner. God says, He has cancelled it out. Hi. So that you will know that the devil too, in many ways, is twisting, He's twisting the, the good message. news that people are preaching. They have not really known the, the good news. news. Yet ah. they go say something. They are they going to say bad news. news. <laughs> And condemn the sinners more. Meanwhile, it is sin God is angry about. And there's a part where the Bible says God is angry with the sinner every Mm. day. This is a sinner who possibly... You know, there's a part where the law of conscience, people who are consciously killing their own conscience, even when they feel a thug in it, But if this message of love reaches people first, mm. give them chance to turn it over. Pray, 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 pray for them. Until they themselves, if it is not written of them, to choose the path of perdition. Mm. Mm. That's what's, that is what is so awful 
the poor sinner, not knowing this, will have to go to hell, even though all of his debts are cancelled. Second Corinthians 5.19 will tell you that there's no sin problem that, that there's no sin problem Jesus settled that there's just a sinner problem get the sinner to Jesus and that cures the problem Jesus let me read that again there's no sin problem anymore. Jesus settled that. There's just a sinner problem. Get the sinner to Jesus. And that cures the problem. Yes, that's a little different from what people have been taught. But it's what the Bible says. Because if Jesus paid for sin, he paid for the sin of the whole world. Yeah. There's now to come to his blood, take cleansing, and be free. Start following his leading. So, the illusion is that because there are sinners, there is sin. It's residue that is with people. They have caught the flow. Hey. It's not flowing. The blood of Jesus has caught that flow. It's residue. They are asking us to go and bring the rest of the people to come and clean up. And then their mind being renewed. So, Kenneth here again says here that, yes, that's a little different from what people have been taught. But it's what the Bible says. The sinner doesn't know what belongs to him. So, it won't do him any good. By the same token, if Christians don't know what things that belong to them, they won't do them any good. They need to find out about what belongs to them. That's why God put teachers in the church mm. that's why god gave us the word mm. to tell us what's ours in the natural world too things can be yours yet if we don't know about them they won't do us any good i've told you about the time i hid a 20 dollar bill in my billfold and forgot about it. Then I ran out of gasoline one day, started searching through my billfold, and found a $20 bill. I couldn't say I didn't have it because I had because I had it all the time. I had carried it around for months, right in my hip pocket because I didn't know what I had Mm. I couldn't spend it but it was just as much mine when it didn't when I didn't know about it as it was when I did years ago I read about a man 
who was found dead in the small shabby room he rented for three dollars a week. He had been a familiar sight on the street of Chicago for about 20 years, always dressed in rags and eating out of the garbage cans. When he wasn't seen for two or three days, concerned neighbors went to look for him and found him dead in bed. An autopsy revealed that he had died of malnutrition, yet a money belt found around his waist contained more than $23,000. That man had lived an abject poverty, lived in abject poverty, peddling newspapers for a living, yet he had money. He couldn't he could have lived in the finest hotel in town instead of that little run-down room. He could have eaten the best foods instead of garbage, but he didn't use what belonged to him. We need to know what belongs to us. Jesus said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8:32 In Hosea God says My people not sinners not the not world are destroyed for lack of knowledge, for lack of knowledge. Hey Hosea 4:6 People actually perish who, who wouldn't have, have to, to. <laughs> End of chapter the 1 End of chapter 1 If you are listening to this it will be great that we can discuss. You can send WhatsApp if you receive my broadcast. We'll be doing this in this lockdown. Every day. Every day. Welcome back to the Book Fellowship. Yeah. So please listen and send your questions. And the Holy Spirit will give us grace to discuss.